Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 325. Bryce Young has been sacked again. Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in a basement. It's been a while. Last time we were on here, it was uh, right getting fired. Tried to jump on last week, but too little last minute with everybody got get things going on. No worries. We figured we'd jump on this week after everybody got fired. We're kind of about where what we predicted when Wright uh, got fired. We won one more. I was hoping to at least get five wins, but after a couple of those losses, I knew it was just like, all right, let me prepare myself for the not listening to any draft, pre-draft talk at all, all this trade stuff, and we'll just maybe look for pick 33 or whatever it is and see what happens. So we're going to dive into a lot, but let's let's get the intros out of the way. For me, j Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook. Find us on all your podcast listening platforms. YouTube, they see me rolling with all our brewery reviews, reaction videos. Started the season strong, and then no one wants to watch us just be sad the whole time. I mean, a couple of good sports in the comment section, so it, it was all in all good. We'll fire that back up for the Super Bowl, and then, of course, all the other stuff. And then we'll do our draft first-round reaction videos, and we'll just be sad the whole time. But who who knows? Duvall may win three in a, three in a row, Who you know, and then who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just do a pick 33, everybody send me your videos on your cell phone. Of whatever we get or something. But there's a long, long way away for that. But yeah, go subscribe to that. And of course, if you want to go grab a, you know, one of those fine institutes of the Tepper shirts that got stolen by Carolina Panther News from us, go grab one of those as well. But all right, we'll get to it. Lurs, the new father, how you doing? Uh, doing all right. Got some uh, spit up on my shirt. Just got done feeding the baby and putting her to bed. Uh, just like the Panther season got put to bed. So. <laughs> Doing all right. Doing all right. Can't complain. Can't complain. Harold Jenderson Twitter. Everyone knows. <laughs> all right. And Duvall, how you been living? Mr. Marathon uh, over here. Boston Marathon runny coming up. Yeah. I uh, I can't complain, man. Just uh, as you kind of spoke to, man, just training and running like the wind bullseye. So um, good uh, Toy Story reference. But uh doing good man happy to hear be here and talk uh some good uh panthers uh and then kind of see where everybody's talking about the offseason but uh, if you're looking for me to instagram rod versus duval twitter all right and caleb we got new fathers we got marathon runners and then caleb's got water in his basement so all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. today caleb thanks for jumping on with that shenanigans going on how you doing yeah man i'm good uh literally just Started drying out my basement when uh, 7.45 and ran up here to join this. But um, everything's good. Busy. Go to London tomorrow with the wife for a one-year oh, wedding celebration. So, oh, man. Well, what, where else would you rather be than with, with five other dudes talking sports before you go off on your one-year wedding? Man, yeah. I know. And then this basement thing, it's just been a crazy few last six hours. But uh so if anything's broken in the NFL news-wise in the last six hours, I've missed it since the Rabel news. That's the last thing I saw. So it's happened. But uh, you can find me at Caleb Combs on uh, Twitter and Instagram. All right. And then our lone Eagles resident, but also cheering for the Panthers here locally since he's been here for a while, decided to jump on. Chris, man, how you doing? I'm good. Um, I don't have nearly as exciting of news to talk about personally. Um, well, you got engaged earlier this year, so that's a, hey, you know. Right? Oh, yeah. Wedding planning. There you that's, go. That's constant, constant <laughs> wedding planning. Yep. But this is the first Zoom I've been on since 
forever, I yeah. feel like. So you got to get us back in the basement, man. But no, <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Glad yeah. to be here. I'm on Instagram at, at Bushemi's kid. All right. All right. And Jeeves, how you doing from the prison cell? I'm doing all right. Oh, I'm hanging in there. Good. Had complaints. Had a little, tried to stay dry today yeah. with all that rain. But if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 on Instagram and Twitter. All right. So let's get right to it. Season sucked. We've got to give the one pick back. Anybody, I mean, we can, hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I think during, if anybody did watch the game, uh, Adam Arch, or it might have been two games before, I, I did resonate with Adam Archuleta saying, like, as long as Bryce Young pans out, it really does not matter that that pick. Now, it does suck in in the moment, in, in April when it comes around. It's going to suck watching. Everybody's going to talk about it after the Super Bowl, until the draft, even as the draft goes on. Well, hey, here they're finally picking it. Pick whatever it is, whatever. But if Bryce Young becomes, you know, who we think and hope he can be, we've talked about it before. You go do anything to get the, you know, to get your quarterback – Obviously, Fitterer should have maybe added some different pieces than DJ Moore. Maybe not trade away McCaffrey. Maybe, you know, then side Miles Sanders. Maybe you could still make that trade with McCaffrey. All that's up there. That's why Fitterer's gone. How's everybody else feeling and compartmentalizing and ready to kind of take on the next task? And then we'll get into coaches coming up here in GMs. I just, the one thing I want to say about the players you mentioned just a minute ago was I'm immensely disappointed in miles sanders man yeah because i was i was all about him when he was in philadelphia and to see him come down here and just kind of just collect checks it seems <laughs> like you know um that was a little disheartening but yeah yeah who wants that at first caleb I, i'm just kind of confused to be honest I, I really don't know how to feel about any of it yeah um i think <laughs> It's kind of just been a snowball since 2019, and <laughs> it feels like we're at the bottom of the hill now, and I don't know if we have the quarterback that's going to bring us up or not, and, you know, I, I've i been all about the trades. I was all about them going up to one and getting either Bryce or CJ when it happened, and it's just, uh, I learned nothing this year. Yeah. Like, it was just another wasted year, and, you know, at least, I somebody take it for a second. <laughs> I, I'll go off, like... You, we, you know, we as fans, we keep trying to talk ourselves to it. And I do – I know Duvall and I talked about it Sunday after the game. Bryce had that game against Green Bay, and everybody felt, all right, that's, that's that should be how it is, right? He finally got some protection. Yeah. Green Bay's defense sucked, but still, he had to play – he proved it there. And then a clunker against Jacksonville. I mean, that starts off with your your MVP, Pinheiro, who's, only, who's the, the guy who's won us two games, doesn't kick. Now we're like, damn, we can't even stay in this game. And it all that, – that was terrible. And then the final game, I mean, losing 9-0. to zero, I mean, that, that loss was actually just a perfect – that whole game was perfect how our season is, right? <laughs> DJ Sharp, Bryce makes a, a great bomb. play, and Sharp fumbles it out. And, and he could have done a hundred other moves. He could have just tr- tried to truck him and held onto the ball. He could have done a dead leg. He could have spun him out. But he went with the dive over the top after he was fumbling it already, moving it, switching hands. And it's just like that was our whole season – and then the Blackshear run after Terrace Marshall, who's been act- inactive for four weeks, doesn't cover up the tight end. I mean, it was just the epitome of this whole season of players not doing what coaches say, coaches not doing things, and get caught. And then the very next play, Icky gets beat for the strip sack game over. It was like, 
oh my God, like everything that bad happened that season, this whole season happened in that one game. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's, I feel like I still have hope in Bryce. Get him some protection, give him some time. I feel like CJ Stroud may have had a better chance, but damn, our, I mean, our offensive weapons are booty cheeks. Dude, our, our offensive line, uh, Put us in more of a hole than yeah. the Jews up in New York right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, for my, uh, I actually am a little hopeful right now because yeah. we're going through the process of draining the swamp. Yeah, and we get rid of this shitty ass Scott Fitterer. He sucked. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He sucked. He he said all the right things, you know, always. It seemed like. But he made all the wrong moves every time. Yep. We're getting rid of him. It seems like Tepper is trying to take a step back. I mean, I don't really believe it, but whatever. He <laughs> is, right? I mean, it can't get any worse. It literally can't. I mean, even if Bryce sucks, right? If Bryce isn't the one. I think he still is. I think he needs a coach that – he needs coaches that are all on the same page. Yes. Off, right? Yes. I don't even care, like, if – I don't care about all the flashy, like, I want Ben Johnson. I don't expect us to get him. I just want someone who has a plan and every other coach is on the same game plan from day one. I want that GM to have the same game plan. I'm, I'm very happy we finally are hiring a coach and GM at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it sucks, right? Like, who knows how long it's going to take to rebuild, but it's, I'll use Houston as an example. Uh, look, everyone said they were the worst job, worst place to go for a quarterback, and they're in the playoffs in one yep. year. Yep. Granted, they had two first-round picks. Like, obviously, they traded and got Will Anderson, who's been good too. But we've got plenty of money to sign impact players. Uh, we can cut Ian Thomas, cut Dante Jackson, free up more money. Got to sign Derek Brown. Derek Brown, unanimous MVP for the season for me. Uh, Pinheiro lost that when he gets hurt in warm-up. Yep, What's yep. new with our kickers? Yep. But I, I do have a little hope. I, I mean, it, this was the worst season in Panthers history, in my opinion, especially because when we went 1-15 or whatever we went, we ended up with Cam, right? Well, we already got our new Cam and went 2-14 and 14 and don't have a pick. So, by far, worst season, but... To me, it's only up for here, and what else am I going to do as a fan Yeah. than be a little optimistic? You yeah. know, like, i got to see the light at the end of the tunnel, or what's the point of rooting? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I, it's And we could we could talk about it now or maybe a later pod, but we, we touched on it again after the game when Duvall and Jeeves were over. You know, you look at the 0-1 team that went 1-15. They got Peppers the next year because the Texans got Carr because they were expansion team. Then you look at that 2010 team that went two and 14, same record. Well, we two and 15, still the worst record out of this new segment. We get Cam. This one it does kind of compound it. You don't have that one pick, but if in your mind you just convince yourself, all right, well we've got our one pick. It's Bryce. You just had Bryce two years in a row. Luckily we do have our one pick as of now next year. So hopefully that can help. But yeah, I mean at least with the Cam team, you had Stewart, D. Will. Uh, Olsen came in that next offseason with Shockey, and they had LaFell at least look, you know, somewhat decent. Uh, Steve Smith was on that team, and they had Corey, you know, Chris Gamble was on there, and a couple of those other big boys up, up front. So, I don't, you know, 
it, it it's hard to see it. J.C. Horn can play good. He to Caleb's credit, Caleb finally got one right. The man can't stay on the field. He he he. Yeah. He misses – he gets hurt in Atlanta, and then he misses the whole season. Then he misses the Jazz game after he said he was going to play. That that pissed me off more than anything. Like, I, you know, so we'll see. But, yeah, Derek Brown, Burns, again, hindsight, Fitterer should have traded Burns. We all wanted – I mean, me and Adam talked about it. I was fine with keeping him, but you don't pay him. You could have used those picks from the Rams to trade up to get, to get Bryce and still had your one pick, right? So it seems like all his trades – at the beginning had fire and juice, but then as they sat there longer and longer, they didn't have any substance. C.J. Henderson, no. Chenault had one good play two years ago with that 80-yard sweep or whatever he ran. Other than that, he couldn't stay healthy. I Okay, Louvu, I'll give him that one. But one every 10 trades, I, the Darnold one from the jump, you know, giving up a two for Darnold and then picking up his option, and uh, that was – so it, it is good to see Fitter gone. I uh, I like the light at the end of the tunnel, but man, it's it's hopefully these two people they bring in next can can get us on the right path. And a I felt like Wright never brought in like his system, what he wanted to do. We knew with Wilkes it was run the ball, and at the time he didn't have a quarterback, so if, the, if they stopped the run, we couldn't throw it. But maybe if they had kept Wilkes, I don't know if he would have traded up for it, but at least would have had an identity. We don't have one right now. It's just Bryce Young getting hit and picks being failed, except for Derrick Brown. So. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. I think along those lines with Fitter, you know, he almost felt like a fans GM, and it felt like he was literally doing everything based off what fans were saying on Twitter. Trading a lot of picks, you know, wheeling and dealing, moving around for quarterbacks every single offseason. And I was one of those fans, you know. I am I am 100% out of the wanting things game from this franchise. <laughs> like, because everything I want turns to – crap at this point like I, i'm out of it i'm i refuse unless it's horrible or adam peters to be excited by the hire or to be talked into anything uh i'm gonna sit back and for the first time in my life let results happen before i say anything good or bad because because i i've kind of learned over the last seven or eight years i know nothing yeah and, and like and it's just at this point this team is so far down that you know it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process of a new GM coming in. And the NFL is a quick turnaround league. I'm not saying they can't do it. Yeah. But just to get depth and to be able to build an entire offense around Bryce, which I think he's going to need to perform, they're going to have to hit on the GM hire. They're yeah. just going to have to do it and then hope they get somebody that can scheme an offense to get some people open for Bryce. Because yeah. um, it, there's just a lot missing, it feels like. Yeah, and all his <laughs> – all the free agency, like you think about that last week, Hurst Hurst out. He's probably done for life, right? You like got PTSD. Yes. You know, <laughs> I mean, I got PTSD from watching the team, so I guess I feel him. But. Yeah, I mean, he, he was out <laughs> by the end of the by what week eight should have been by week three. Chuba Hubbard was the better running back than Miles Sanders. Fitterer couldn't see what was right in front of him. He was always at almost set like looking too far down the road. If he would have just saw Foreman and Chuba there, we don't need to go, you know, go get Miles Sanders. Or we don't need to trade Christian McCaffrey and hang on to him and go, okay, if I want to make this move for a rookie quarterback, it might be okay to keep McCaffrey around to help him out. I mean, and now people are like, well, they didn't get enough for him. Fuck yeah, we didn't. I mean, good Lord, the man stayed healthy all year. I think he might have missed one game, but led the league in rushing, had fucking 40 fucking touchdowns. Unreal year. We trade away two blue chip guys 
And right now, we're hoping Bryce Young's out. Of, and the other pick is DJ fucking Johnson. Didn't see the field. Didn't, I don't think, record a sack. I mean, I it, it was it was tough. We thought it couldn't get worse than Herney, but at least Herney would strike a gym in a, a fucking Captain Munnerlin or a, somebody late in the late in the rounds. We haven't hit a late round pick. I talked about it with Duvall. Puka Nakua, we haven't hit a we haven't hit a late round guy, and it feels like ten years, right? Like, I just it just kills me that we haven't hit anything. It seems like in drafting or free agency that that has anything significant. And I'll say this about the DJ Johnson thing: that alone should have got the man fired because a lot of that draft capital that he used to go up to get him yeah. was what we gave up, what we got from the Christian McCaffrey trade. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to trade an MVP level player, which at the time I didn't have an issue with because yep. we couldn't win more than five games with the guy, but then you use that capital to move up on a guy you probably probably could have gotten in the fourth or fifth round without having to move up for it all. Yep. Um, it, it just look Scott Fitter. I tried to hold on to. <laughs> he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's having the house the house <laughs> issues. No worries. Go ahead, Duvall. Jump in. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just say because I mean, I mean, everyone's kind of just kind of hit on all the points that we've talked about uh, throughout the season. I know me and Jacob, we kind of talked about it on on Sunday. But I mean, to Adam's point, I'm I'm optimistic as well. I mean, I I I'd, I'd be lying if I wasn't optimistic every year. Like I always <laughs> feel like every year. Well, yeah, we 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 do this. Year. I mean, we've got we've yeah, got recordings on SoundCloud and Spotify of us every year yeah, sitting yeah, down yeah, in yeah, September yeah. talking about it. So we have been for years. We, I mean, yeah, eight wins, nine wins. Some of us were at ten wins. I mean, it was it was crazy. So I don't think anybody saw two and fifteen coming. So yeah, I feel you. No. And I, and I think and I and what we were hoping was kind of leading up to the season, we thought Frank Wright was going to develop a system that really tailored to Bryce Young. And it seems like based as the season went and as things came out, it was kind of the opposite. <laughs> you know, they kind of didn't necessarily make things easier for him. So to your point about how there'll always be a comparison to Levis, to Stroud, to all of them, there were certain levels of the Houston Texans offense that were very tailored to C.J. Stroud. There are certain levels of the Tennessee Titans offense that's tailored to Will Levitt. There's not necessarily anything that was necessarily tailored to Bryce Young. Now, they'll show, like, snippets of, like, oh, okay, he's, you know, getting out of this. He's Houdini in it. Okay, so, yeah, that's him. But every single play, it was everybody could kind of sense it. Okay, shotgun play, drops back, takes three steps trying to find somebody open. I mean, you got to do some type of moving people in motion. There was a lot of things that, like, they just kind of kept things. And if we're able to see it from as armchair fans and armchair coaches, we know that the actual coaches that are getting paid millions see, okay, this is exactly how they're going to do this. Um, and just like with anything, we saw spurts where we were just like, okay, kind of like we talked about the Green Bay game. I mean, there was certain elements of the Atlanta game. Like, it was like, okay, we've got something. And as I kind of talked to you, like, and talked to everyone, like, the first few weeks of the year, I was like, I just want to see constant and some type of consistent growth week over week. And the thing was, was, like, we'd have a great week, and I'm like, okay, let's build on it. But then we didn't build on it. Yeah. Like, I didn't care about the wins or losses. I just wanted them to build. And then what I was hoping was, okay, the Green Bay game, all right, let's build on this going into Jacksonville. I felt like we had an opportunity to win, and we laid an egg. Okay, I was like, all right, well, fine. Okay, Tampa Bay. Okay, we can still build and we can finish strong. Later, another damn egg. 
So it was just like, I, I just wanted a little bit more consistency and some type of direction in terms of just growth for Bryce Young. I, I still think um, that he could definitely have the potential to be everything that we want. He's yeah. shown some things in the Green Bay game and then a couple other games in the season. I was like, okay, you know what? I see why he was number one overall. And I see why we did what we did. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, we as long as we're able to find somebody to really get the best out of him, then we'll be okay. And I don't know what coach it'll be. I don't know if it'll be the head coach. But if, it, if we can find an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach that can really pull and get everything out of him for 7, 10, 15 years, however long it is here in Carolina, like I feel like I, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, and that's what, the, go ahead, Chris. Didn't we think we had that though? Didn't we think we had yes, we the did. coaching staff? Like, I I'll take my hat off when I say we, but um, <laughs> but like, hey, y'all might be looking for a new coach after Monday. <laughs> yeah, no, we probably are, and he'll deserve it. But um, maybe he'll come to Carolina and ruin. No, our lives no, thank here. you. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, I, I the last Panthers centric pot I was on we were all excited about the staff and thought that they were going to be the perfect setup but somewhere along the line and obviously fans will never know but somewhere along the line it just like collapsed internally and you know kind of like in Philadelphia again you know like something's going on that we'll never know about but to fire the head coach all right to fire your quarterbacks coach like he had what was what was he not doing with Bryce that was expected of him? You know, you don't hear you don't hear a lot about quarterback coaches getting fired. You know, a lot of coordinator and head coaches, but I think I think Chris day, I think Chris happened. to that one it was those McCown and Staley were Wright disciples per se. Here they like Staley was with Wright when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, Josh McCown came in with Wright. So, and I think Hayden Hurst, I thought was finally, I heard at the, his end of locker interview yesterday was actually yep. a truthful interview. And he was like, and it's, it's kind of the stuff where he gets you fired. It may get him fired for saying it, but it's the truth. He just said there were too many voices. I think you had, it was great. You know, too many cooks. Sometimes on paper, you can kind of look at it. And then if you really break it down, you go, well, damn, if we've got so many different voices and, and people brought it to the when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and then a couple years later y'all blow up everything you bring in so many different people from different backgrounds you think okay maybe we can collaborate well if you're all successful at doing it different ways you're all going to think that your way is the right way and you're not going to necessarily listen to somebody else right and even if you are listening to somebody as soon as their idea doesn't work you're like well fuck that motherfucker like they're not and it's about me and I think you saw that with right he brought in Thomas Brown as soon as the seat got hot after he gave up the call-in, and it wasn't like a big jump of improvement, and Brown, let's be honest, he wasn't. He had a couple nice play calls here and there, but he wasn't ready for the big stage. Like his, no. a lot of his stuff. I mean, that first Tampa game, throwing it on the like not running it like it. So he still needed to learn. So it's kind of like I, I just think you had Jim Caldwell, Josh McCown, Frank Wright, uh, all these other. Offensive gurus per se, quarterback gurus in their ear, and Hurst even said it. Like in the NFL, everybody wants to say, "Oh, like I was a part of Bryce Young's development to help maybe get another job or to help be the guy that led him there." So where you just need maybe one, everybody on the same page, right? Like the head coach wants you to do this, the quarterback coach wants you to do this, the offensive coordinator wants you to do this. I think it was just too many, too many cooks saying do different things. On top of like Duvall said, in in Houston they did things for CJ Stroud. It seemed like they almost 
didn't want to tailor it to, to Bryce Young, but then they did everything out of the pistol or shotgun to where it was extremely the same thing. Jonathan Vilma was calling it out on the on the broadcast this last game. Like, look, every time they're in pistol, he does a, a zone read and either throws it or he hands it off. But every time they're under center, he hands it straight to Chuba. And it really, it, it was the same drive, and they stalled out. They got the fourth down, and then old buddy fucking missed the kick or whatever it was. Again, perfect season here of just everything that happened that last game. But it was just a, it wasn't creative. They didn't know how to switch things up on top of not having the playmakers. Like, Thielen got open, but he should have been a third guy, right? Mingo couldn't get open, but Mingo was hurt last game. Uh, Terrace Marshall had been checked out. And other than that, I mean, finally at least Smith-Marset got some burn, but anytime Bryce would drop back to try to throw a deep ball, he was getting destroyed. We didn't have developing routes. I, I mean, again, does it come down to scheme? Does it come down to play? It's a little bit of a mix of everything, and it just came down to a screeching halt. It almost reminded me of, you know, you're here, Chris, that – dream team when Philly had Vince Young as the backup and they brought in awesome wall and all that and you're thinking you know in Madden this works great right like this is awesome but in the real world when you've got so many egos you forget to count into egos and what everybody wants to make sure okay now that we suck I gotta do right by me so I can get my next job I mean we had the offensive coordinator's wife chirping fans about how he should be fired and she's like the only reason we're hanging around here is because someone has to call plays like if that was her, that means you know him and her have been talking every night before they go to bed or whatever. Somewhere he that honesty was him saying like, "Well, I don't want to leave because if if I leave, I look like an asshole. I got to finish this off so I can get my next job." You know, and I don't want to quit because at least it's an opportunity to call plays. It was the perfect storm of of people knowing you thought you know more is better, but I don't think so. And that's what I'm hoping for this next hire is everybody's on the same page. Here's what our identity is. You know, we're going to do this, do this, do this. Maybe it's going to sound like coach speech, but at least we know, like, hopefully by week, the preseason, I mean, we were kind of, everyone was like, ah, it's the preseason, don't worry about it. But the offense looked like doo-doo in the preseason. Like, it it looked real, and it never got better. Like, never got better, except for in Green Bay, that one game, that was it. But their defense gave up a lot of yards to every quarterback they played. So it was at least good to see Bryce get that under his belt, but it was tough, man. I I mean, the only thing I'm worried about with Bryce is that this season, like, fucked him up in the head. Because, like, I mean, if you watch the Tampa game, like, last, I know a lot of people on Twitter were like, hey, no, he drops back 20 yards. Well, it's like, yeah, because he's getting fucking plastered. (laughs) That's the only chance he has to do something when you're dropping back that deep. That turns a 10-yard pass into a 25-yard pass. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously, Bryce doesn't have, like, the killer arm, right? He's not – he don't have a Cam strength arm. He don't have a Josh Allen arm. Like, that's not his game. So, if you're already putting him in a position where he's not going to succeed, it's it's not going to work, and that's what happens. So, I mean, I just – I I mean, you got to think Tepper's going to eventually learn from all of these mistakes, right? Like, in terms of who he hires and whatnot. And – he, he hired the firm, which is great. Like, they're not going to be serving meatballs in, in the fucking houses to the coaches. <laughs> and, I mean, it's like Thomas Brown, too, right? Like, he's young. He could be fine. Look at Joe Brady. Like, Joe Brady sucked with us. Yeah. Obviously had a bad head coach, right, that yeah. they didn't even know each other. They yeah. brought him in kind of similar to how we did this whole coaching staff. It took Joe Brady two years, lower role. He gets to be the O coordinator 
Bills haven't lost since. So, yeah. like, all these coaches, I mean, is a learning experience, especially with the younger ones. But, like, it was very disappointing that Frank Wright couldn't put his stamp on this team. Yeah. I thought he was. Like, but revisionist history, like, I was okay with trading McCaffrey. It yep. sucks what we did with what we got for him. Yep. It's It sucks for us that he's been healthy ever since. Yep. Same thing will probably happen with J.C. Horn. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if we trade, like if we would have traded Burns instead of D.J. Moore, who's to say D.J. Moore doesn't have a bad year? Because, no, yeah. I mean, quite frankly, Bryce didn't have any time, and Burns probably gets 15 sacks, right? Yeah. So, like, we'll trade Burns. I hope we trade Burns. Who knows? I'm fine. Like, again, I'm already fine with keeping him, too, but yeah. I'd rather trade him at this point. Uh, he'll probably do great somewhere. We just got to – we got to hit now. Like, yeah. we're in – we got to hit – all our moves. Yeah. And that's, and that's not realistic, I guess. Yeah. Because no one does, but some people do. But, so as but long as we do to your, to, of that. Yeah, to your point, Adam, I mean, I think of, like, the Rams, right? Like, they trade all their fucking assets, but they yeah. can still find a fucking Puka Nakua in the fifth Byron, round. They draft Byron Young. Yeah. I wanted over DJ Johnson. I just want to put that on record. Yeah. And one thing I might have been right about the whole damn season Uh <laughs> I mean, he's one of the best defensive rookies. They got the best rookie receiver of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, they clearly that they know what they're doing. Yes, there. and they have a system. They know what players yep. work in that system. Yep. I mean, they have they have the retread of Demarcus Robinson and Tutu Atwell making plays yep. out there. I mean, it's it's a joke. I will say though, Thielen overperformed without a yeah. shadow of a doubt. Right, yep. and like yeah. if we can just add one solid vet next year preferably you know we get a little t higgins action going but (laughs) i don't even know how realistic any of that is but if we can get someone like that in there and another rookie i think i mean i think the seeds are there for bryce to succeed like we'll get christianson back like we forget corbett was out what seven weeks to start the season yeah and he only played like a game and a half yeah yeah, yeah, and Christensen literally went out the first game. So, I mean, we had no opportunity to even move Icky to guard or something like that. So, I mean, obviously time will tell with everything, but I do think there is a path for hope. And quite frankly, our division still sucks. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Saints don't really have the option to get better. Derek Carr is always going to be Derek Carr. Atlanta – I'm a little nervous about yep. the prospects of Atlanta. Like, yep. I really hope they don't get Ben Johnson. I think. Like, I think it, what worries me about Atlanta too is uh, the trade for Fields, which I know you don't care about Fields, but if he gets in a system that can run it right, or getting Jaden uh, Jaden Daniels from better. LSU. I, I mean, I'm not as worried about Daniels. I'm more worried about Fields, right? Yeah. Because even Fields, like, might I don't think Fields is the greatest. By any means, I think the Bears should move on from him just solely based on they'll get one of those top two guys on a four or five year deal without having they got to pay Fields in two years. Yeah, and you play three years, you still don't can't stay healthy and don't know what the guy is. But I I mean, he's a clear upgrade over Ritter and even my boy Heineke, right? Like that would be a clear upgrade, and in our division, you can win it. And I'm sure they're going to get a coach that's going to use their assets. Yeah. Like, we don't even have assets to use. So yeah. that does frighten me a little with Atlanta. Yeah. But NFL, you know, you, a, anything can change in the top of the hat. We, everyone thought Tampa was going to be the worst team in the division, yeah. right? And now Baker Mayfield revived his career. Like, 
Mike Evans, even though Mike Evans is only like 30 years he's, old. He's going to be a free agent. I wouldn't mind a little scoop and score over here, I'd too. Love him. I'd love I, him. I've been, I mean, no yeah, I said it on Sunday. I, I think they should. the Panthers should be on any trade or free agent pickup yeah. of a wide receiver. Mike Evans, T. Higgins, call Buffalo about Stephon Diggs. I mean, make any any type of move here to get something. I mean, I'd, I'd do a Burns for Higgins swap just because why oh, not? I mean, we oh, have yeah. we have to surround Bryce and if the defense has to take a hit, we can make it let's make it a shootout. Go 45-35. Like it's kind of where we're at. Look what, look what Evero did. I mean, Burns was invisible for three fourths of the season. Yeah. I'll be mm-hmm. honest there too. And I love the guy. I love him. And I don't I know all that's not his fault. But Luvu outplayed him this year with a shadow of a doubt. Like I feel like we need to re-sign Luvu. Yeah. And get rid of Burns. Because we got Brown. And quite frankly, we can sign another. There's a lot of good edge rushers in free agency too. Like we don't have to spend all our money on the offense. We can do it both ways. And Evero did a great job with half the defense on IR. Yeah. So yeah. to me, the defense really ain't the problem. And even if we lose Burns, I don't think it's going to be the problem. And it doesn't even. Matter. It's so we got to do everything we can for Bright. Yeah. I just I just hate how the. The defensive free agent, like the shots, some of the guys we made, and even offense, we talked about it, how we signed them, and they just seemed like they didn't fit, right? Like we, Chris opened up yep. with Miles yep. Sanders, and it was like Wright must have not have known what's kind of zone blocking to re-sign Bozeman, who's not a zone blocking guy, and then switch to a zone blocking scheme. Like, why didn't you just let him walk, right? Like, why not go mm-hmm. after a, a center that is more fit to that. If you're signing, because well, that was yeah. the thing is Miles Sanders was a zone block and run guy, and they kept trying to do that, but we our, we didn't have the offensive lineman to do it. And we might have ruined our franchise left tackle in the process yeah. too, you know? Like, because yeah. we ended last year, granted, we ran the ball almost 40 times a game last year, so all he had to do was downhill block, right? Yeah. So a lot of his, what he got exposed with this year was lateral movement wasn't there right to be exposed so i guess that was a little facade but you can't tell me internally you weren't aware of that so that's another like negative on fitterer right yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just well to the it's to unbelievable the... how miss like how off they were it's, yeah it's very believable us as fans being off right i yeah. predict us to make the playoffs the last six years <laughs> and i thought we had a chance in every single one of them yeah but the for them to constantly be wrong every year, yeah. thinking we're a, we're a quarterback away, and then to think you could just plug a rookie in yep. with this team to do it is that's it's a fallacy, and they got to yep. clean the whole scouting staff, yep. all of it, yeah, all of it. Yes, I agree. That's a great think, point. Uh, that's a great point. I would say to think they could do it, they couldn't do it, and we like that is like that's their job, and they just whiffed yeah. everything. Yeah, and they they saw it multiple years how not to do something right, yeah. like. It's and like we, we went, we signed Bridgewater. That was a mistake. We traded for Darnold. That was a mistake. We traded for Baker Mayfield. That one was probably the least of the mistakes, just because it didn't cost much, right? Yeah. But it didn't work. Yeah. That was a mistake. We ended up going back to Darnold that year, and PJ yeah. Walker even did better than Baker did. Yeah. So like clearly Baker didn't fit what we were doing. Then you you originally are going to trade up to two, right? And you're happy getting Stroud because everyone knew Bryce was going one. Then you overpay to trade the one and get the guy that your coach, like, and I, I didn't believe, you know, he didn't want him or whatnot. Yeah. But the proof is in the pudding. 
that scheme, they didn't do anything to help the kid at all. Yeah. So clearly the coaches didn't want him. So we got to get a coach in here who wants him, right? Yeah. And there was plenty of them. Plenty of them at draft time wanted him. Bobby mm-hmm. Floick obviously wanted him, yeah. right? They thought they were getting Bryce. So that's why I'm like, we have hope. And we just have to follow through with – and Tepper's as much of an idiot – like as he is, he's also not mm. an idiot. Like it makes sense when you say too, like whoever said we're running the team like fans, it it also makes sense because what was Tepper for twenty years with yeah. the Steelers, a fan, and he thought he knew what he was doing. So if he, I mean, we're kind of now I'm regurgitating what we've said all year, <laughs> right? Like Tepper <laughs> needs to chill out. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he does, yeah. or hopefully everyone's on the same page. If he's he needs to be involved. He owns the team, so he's going to be involved. I don't think he needs to be, but they all got to be on the same page, and that's record Record next year I don't out the window. Like, if we start off decent or something, then I care about making the playoffs, but we just got to show we're a competent organization at this point. Yeah, and and to your oh, – go ahead, go ahead, Chris, sorry. Real quick, just like I'm doing a lot of listening because you all know a lot more about the Panthers than I do, but I'm hearing a lot of like – you have to have the system and you have to have, you know, people that buy into the system and work around the quarterback. Like you've got the quarterback. Now you need the GM and the head coach, but the system, does that not come from like the top? It comes from the, like you start with the owner, then you got to get a head coach. Then you got to get the GM to fit the head coach's style. Then you got to Like, I just feel like if we get the head coach, but a GM that doesn't draft anybody or pick up anybody to help them, that then we're still just, walking around in a circle that's, trying to figure well, out who to blame. And so what so doing. that's kind of where it has been because this is the first time he's fired both and clean slated everything, right? When he got the team, it was it was uh, Rivera and, and then Herney. He can he can Rivera, kept Herney around. He should have canned them both at the same time, but he kept Herney around. Then Herney and them went down, as Adam talked about, eight meatballs that, is, that, that Rule's wife made, and they hired Rule. Then they, halfway through that, they get rid of Herney and they hire Fitterer. And then we don't know if who made the picks, Rule or Fitterer. We don't know. They finally get rid of Rule. They keep Fitterer around. Now Fitterer is able to take ownership of everything, and he fucking shit. Yeah, he, sh- yeah, he like- shit the bet on the trades. He shit the bet on that. Mm-hmm. So then it was finally like, okay, like by the middle of this season, it was like, all right, Fitterer's fucked this all up. You look around and everybody we got rid of is starring everywhere, right? Like all the people he didn't bring in, McCaffrey he didn't draft, DJ Moore he didn't draft, but he traded him away. Fucking Baker who we traded for is having his best year since taking Cleveland to the playoffs. Not saying we should have kept Baker or anything, but in still. In our division. Yeah, in, in our, our division. division everything he, the division on our home field. Yes, every, everything that, that we discarded, that Fitter discarded, is doing good. Like it's, you know, and to Caleb's point before he had to jump off, the DJ Johnson, we, we trade McCaffrey, and we use picks to trade up in the third round that we got from the McCaffrey trade. And for a guy who didn't didn't wasn't even active the first four weeks, a reporter had to ask the defensive coordinator about it. And after that week, they started him because it's like you got to you know if you take a guy anywhere between top three rounds, they should at least be active on game day unless they're hurt, right? And he was a healthy yeah. scratch. And our pass rush was not that great, and we needed it like. We had to sign Justin Houston, but still, a guy in the third round defensive end should be getting at least 15, well, 20 special team snaps, something. Look at our second round pick, Mingo. I'm not out on Mingo either. Yeah. Like, I feel like right. what I've said about Bryce kind of applies to him too. 
And if you look at his rookie year stats, they're they're very comparable to a lot of really good receivers. Yeah. So I'm not out on him. But for them to think he could come in and be our one right away, like yeah. I don't think they thought Thielen was going to do what he did. I mean, Thielen's literally only done this one other time in his career <laughs> in terms of the yards and receptions. So, like, just thinking that and to see how many other good rookie receivers have done well this year, uh, it, it's just – it's blasphemy that. Well, the, like, really and we go back to put this Tank Dell gets drafted in the third round. The only reason he goes in the third round is because he was five foot eight or five foot nine. But again, we, we kind of got to a point where we were like picking guys on projections, right? Instead of picking guys mm-hmm. who had success in college. Now, there's also, like you said, no one's ever going to hit on every single pick. But once in a while, you need to hit on those late picks. That's how you sustain mm-hmm. success. We talked about the Rams, how they sustain success. They're hitting on those fifth round picks that they, they don't have the first, second, third rounders, and you keep replenishing your roster that way. If you miss on all those, you, you end up like we are, 2-15, and 15, and you don't have anything. So to that, what I would say is hopefully when they hire GM first, GM goes in, and the GM and the coach are meshing, right? To your point, Chris, back to it. Now we've got players on the team who were drafted by Herney for the rule and Phil Snow system. Jeremy Chin to be one. He disappeared because he doesn't fit the Evero system. Now we're in this mm-hmm. constant cycle where Fritterers drafted guys where this new coach could come in. And let's be all honest, they probably anybody but Bryce, they could be like, well, I don't give a shit and get rid of because it's not a guy we brought in. It might not fit our system. So now you're replacing everything again and you're in this constant cycle. And if you're not hitting on those picks, then you're re, you're just re, refreshing, re, hitting refresh every time. And you're going to miss on some, but now you're hitting refresh. Now we got DJ Johnson. What if we get rid of Evero and the new coach says we're going back to a 4-3? Well, now we've we've whiffed on that one again. Like And, and other guys, and same thing with offensive linemen. Like, oh, we signed Bradley Bozeman, great guy in the community, but he wasn't for the scheme sit. You know, Icky, we said, he took left tackle. Luckily, the other guys up there, the guy that went to New York, I guess Charles Cross from Seattle's done pretty good. Yeah, Evan Neal struggled. So I'm not completely sold out on Icky. I think Adam made a great point. We ran the ball a lot. He didn't get exposed. We had to throw the ball a fucking lot. I hope he yeah. gets. I can hope he goes to wherever he needs to go and train and figure his shit out and fix it. He's got. He's probably got another half year of figuring it out at left tackle. If not, they are yeah. definitely going to bump him into left guard. I'd at least yeah. in training camp and a second unit bump him into left guard just to wake his ass up because he seems like he got. Yeah. He got yeah, it too high on himself, Christian. right? Like he kind of just thought he could just show up and it was going to get better. No, you got to put the work in. So uh, to that, and, and I don't even want to jump back to Adam's point about I hope this season didn't ruin Tepper. Jeeves and I talked about during the game. There was the one one of those sacks. Bryce isn't getting rid of the ball because I feel we talked yeah. about it. He just doesn't trust. He didn't trust anybody. There were uh, there's yeah. the one sack where if he just lets it rip. And I get it, it's DJ Sharp. DJ Sharp let him down all season. He's, he's one-on-one streaking. He's just got to let that thing go, and it's okay. And another one, Smith Barsett's right there, but he just he was he was almost so gun-shy where he didn't want to throw because he didn't want to throw the pick. He didn't want to throw the pick six. Yeah. He, he didn't trust his receivers to make a play because none of them did make a play. I mean, the only receiver that made a big play was Smith Marset in a punt return. Other than that, I mean, Thielen made big plays. Yeah, Thielen I mean, made big plays, but he... Like, but that was. But once teams started realizing that, they put three guys on Thielen and said, "Okay, let the other guys beat you." No yeah. tight end would. Nobody yeah. else I would. Mean, yeah, like Mingo even like blew big plays. Yeah. Right? Like, 
which you would expect from a rookie, but when he is literally the most physically talented receiver on the team and he can't even catch a deep ball, I mean, Bryce is not going to be good, period. Like, even Mm -hmm. when he had time. And then when he had time, he was so worried about getting sacked that that he would shuffle them feet, pat that ball, not be accurate. So they just got to get back to the basics. And it's like it's kind of like what we repeated – Coming into this season, like I thought Frank Wright was the adult in the room. Well, now yeah. I'm like, I don't even care about an adult in a room. I just want everyone to know what they're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone to yeah. believe in the same thing. That's all you need. Like this coach hires every coach, at least on offense. Like I want Evero to stay, especially because we get that comp pick if he stays another year and then That's he gets fair. hired. That's fair. So, and then like I'm worried about Dan Morgan being hired. Yeah. And it sounds like it might, but then I'm also like, if he wasn't involved with most of the things, I guess give him a shot. They said Suleiman was the one that wanted to trade Burns. Yeah. So, like, I guess that gives me a little hope. But well, I don't think really, I don't think Morgan would get the job. Right? I think he'd stay on as like assistant or personnel development know, or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We'll see how all these go. I mean, they've got what. Yeah nine GM requests out there and, like, ten coaching requests out there. We haven't even really touched on that. I know you brought up uh, slowing. Like I said, Ben Johnson obviously seems to be the number one. I wouldn't mind old Bobby slowing it, the Texans OC, because obviously he knew what to do with a rookie quarterback. He was probably scouting and put together stuff for Bryce Young because they were thinking Mm -hmm. they could get him. And and my other one would be old uh, Frank Smith with the Dolphins OC because – the reason I kind of like him is because he's not calling plays in Miami, but you don't. I don't want the head coach calling plays, right? Like I want yeah. the head coach to be a guy. We these past couple years, we've we've gone from, you know, head coaches calling plays or defense. Like I, Frank Wright started off, and I just don't like unless you're a proven Andy Reid, right? And you've been to Super Bowls and you've got the accolades. Okay, I'll back you on that. But I like the fact that the Frank Smith guy has been through it. He seems like a player's coach. I read this stuff about him and Darren Waller. He he took Waller under his wing in in, in Oakland when it was Oakland and kind of elevated him to that Pro Bowl level and helped him with his sobriety and stuff. So he seems like a good guy to, to, to like, all right, everybody do their job but rein it in and kind of be a player's coach as well. So those are my top three. I mean, I don't think Harbaugh's coming. I think Harbaugh's too much of a ass for Tepper, and Tepper still wants to be yeah. the ass. You know, he doesn't want to have another him. one. I'd you know love him sounds, but I'd love him. Who sounds like it would be a good fit for what you just described, though, is yeah. Dan Quinn. You don't oh, want a no. guy who's calling offensive plays, but he can still – he's doing good things with the Dallas defense. I hate the fucking Yeah, play. but his offense is always – well, I guess he did Dan take Quinn. Matty Ice to a Super Bowl, but – I can't take Matt Quinn, Dan Quinn, dude. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally – People are high football. on him. I know they are, and and I get it, right? I get it, but he's the one that will piss me off. <laughs> Out of the ten we're looking at, he's the only one that would make me mad. I could, I'd be fine with any of the other ones. So you're, I mean, you want to bring in a guy for schematics then? Because if you, yeah. you name three OCs, but you don't want them calling plays. Well, I don't care if they call plays. Okay, if we're honest, I'm just saying not yet. Yeah, or Ben Ben Johnson. I'm fine with them calling plays because they've proven they okay. can call plays. So it kind of mimics what Jacob's saying. Obviously, he used way greater coaches, right? Like Andy Reid is a multiple-time proven commodity. But, like, we know Ben Johnson can call plays. We know Slowick can call plays. And then with the, I'm fine with the Frank Smith, too. I mean, I'm open. 
Yeah. Right? I'm fine with that. I just want fresh blood. I don't want another retread. Uh, I would be fine, though, with Belichick saying that, too. I would be. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't I know, know if I'd like I Belichick. Know. I don't know if – and Vra- now Vrabel's been popped in. I, the only I'm thing – I like I like Mike Vrabel. He's not coming here, though. Yeah. He's not – He's not coming here, but I love him too. He's another culture setter. Yeah, goes with the yep. Frank Smith theory, yep. right? Like, we need someone like that. Like Dan Quinn, to me, not a culture setter. I just don't want him. He was a Falcons coach too. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't. I, you know, another like another dark horse would be old Todd Mokin, who won like the, won the Natty with Georgia. And now Baltimore. he's Baltimore's OC, and you've seen what he's done with that offense. And now I know Lamar Jackson creates a lot of that. But it's still creative stuff. They're down to like their fifteenth running back, and they're still putting up yeah, numbers. And Lamar has not been. This is the most efficient. He's gonna win MVP, right? Yeah. Most efficient season he's had too. Yep. Like he's had way better seasons with stats. But but that's Bryce's game. Yep. That's where they were supposed to be efficiency. Yep. I'd love that. I'd take Callahan from Cincinnati. I mean, he's they're out there scoring points with Jake Browning. Yes. <laughs> Not to mention, there's that T. Higgins connection, too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. I, I see a path. I see a path. Yep. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll jump in and just say to, to everyone's point, like uh, you talked about a lot of the players that have left and really thrived. I think this, where they went, they weren't asked to do a lot of the things that they were asked to do here. So, like, for instance, like, McCaffrey. McCaffrey went to San Francisco. Now, granted, he was going to still do all Hey, he still touched the ball 40 times a game now. Yes, yes. Yeah, but he I still, mean, but he, he was good. Always, yeah, he was good. He was, good. He was he, fucking yeah, good. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He's good wherever he goes. Yeah. But also, like, he's able to stay healthy because he's able to, okay, one game he might touch at 40, but then he might go two weeks where he only touches yeah. at 12. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. He's no. 20 touches. Go, he's yeah, he's getting 20. No, Duvall. Yeah, 40. Yeah, he's not getting 40, he's not getting 40 every week. But that's he's, what he was doing here. Yes. I mean, you're right. Yes. He's yes. touching so, it at least 20. They they made sure that because I have our buddy Jackson, who's a Niners fan, I would always go in and talk to him at work, and he'd be like, why the fuck is Shanahan still running McCaffrey when we're up 41-13 on Arizona in week four? And I'm like, I don't know. But that's what coaches do. They keep McCaffrey in because he's so fucking good that you keep him in. But he did. Yeah. He, he hit his prime. They're in the window to win it. If they don't, they got a whole bunch of who they're going to pay next year. And I, I know where you're going with it. He doesn't have to be the man every game. But he still gets his touches. Yeah. But they've got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and all that shit. So, yeah, it, I, I know where you're going with it. But he's still – that motherfucker won everybody's fantasy league. Everybody I know had McCaffrey yes, won it. I mean, that, it was unreal. So, he got his touches. And to DJ's Moore's credit, all for theirs, I mean, we could have used just somebody to throw a screen to and break a tackle and go. Because we every time yeah. we threw a fucking screen, they were tackled – one yard, two yards, like it was unreal. So yeah, it's just we're also I, throwing screens to Ian Thomas. Yes, like, no, that that <laughs> we had we said this during the game. We had two drives in with a fucking screen to Tremble and then a screen to Thomas. And I'm like, what? Back to back third downs, and that's where we're going. Like yeah. back to Chris's point, identity. You know, obviously you don't want to be, you know, so upfront of this is you now beat us and stop us, but. I just want something that it's not like throwing screens on third and seven to our our tight end who hasn't proven. And if I see Ian Thomas reach out and drop another ball, I'm just I, we all said we can't believe they re-signed him two years ago and gave him money. I think Trimble can be a good 
number two tone setter type tight end. It takes a while for some of those guys. I mean, it hurts when you go out and see a Sam Laporta light it up for the Lions this year. I think that's going to hurt them in the playoffs this upcoming Saturday, but we can talk about that later. But, yeah, I mean, we haven't had a tight end since Greg Olson. We thought we had a receiver in Moore. Burns, I know we talked about he couldn't play because he didn't get paid. He was scared to get hurt. Okay, but damn, man, like if you want to be the guy. But I'm sure, as Adam said, if he went to fucking – we saw what Montez Sweat did in Chicago when they traded for him from Washington. So, I mean, let's be honest. We're, I, I think we're going to end up trading Burns, and he's going to go. He's probably going to go to a playoff caliber team. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do great. He is. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point, though. Like, it goes back to Duvall saying about McCaffrey. He's going to a situation where mm-hmm. he can just yeah. do his thing. Like. They don't need him to be a run stuffer. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo traded for him next year, replaced Vaughn Miller, you know, like yeah. any mm-hmm. the Eagles. I mean, Eagles always open to get someone good. They always make a good damn trade. I could I, 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 I could kind of give it to AJ Brown. Yeah. I could yeah, see I I could That's see a, I could see a scenario with us and no first round pick, and like we've been talking about, you're gonna have to deplete the defense to get the offense back on track. And that's your assets, and and I could see a a team in the later right in the later the first go. All right, we'll give you this one and a next year two for Burns, and the GM goes, well, we might as well because why not, right? Like he gets us up in the one. Yeah. I take the one, anyone. Okay, and I'd want yep. obviously you want more, right? But yeah, yeah. If we can replace him with the one and put that to the offense, yeah, and and then just just offer a boatload of money to Christian Wilkins. Or Chris yeah. Jones, you know, yeah. like that's how you replace them. That's how good teams get better. Like they find, like Ken C's been doing it on the O line forever. Like they're getting mm-hmm. bit in the ass a little bit at receiver now, and Kelsey's getting old. But I'm sure they're going to be in the market for every receiver we want next year. Yeah. Like at this point, I'll take a Gabe Davis. Like he blocks. He may not be the best receiver on the field. Like some games he doesn't even get a target, but you can count on him. And that's what we we need players you can count on, and we don't like. And the ones we signed that we thought we could count on, Sanders, Hurst, uh, Shy Tuttle, all these guys <laughs> did not perform. And no. I just I, I think it's hard to say that. I, I just don't think they're very good. Yeah. I well, I th- I, and I think it comes back to missing, missing on picks and trading picks away, but it's a circle. I mean, we, we, had to just, I, we, we tried to name someone should pull up the previous drafts, but I think Captain Munderland or who was the last – fourth round picker later that actually had an impact on our team. Greg Hardy, right? I think that was the last one. Greg yeah, Hardy, yeah. he had his one thing until he did his craziness of throwing women on guns and all that crazy shit. But other than that, I mean, that was, we said what, 2010? Or no, that was 2000, yeah. it Was it the KM year? Was him and KM coming the same year? When we draft Harrison Butker. No, <laughs> Well, wait, no, shit, we got rid of him. Well, You're right. Well, well, he never, he never, he never helped us. Before. He helped the Chiefs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean Buckner, but he yeah he he was on our what he was on our practice squad for what week one, week two, and then the Chiefs kicker got hurt and yeah. they came in and swooped him up. So yeah, but I think Greg Hardy is the last late round you know fourth round pick blower who has who has had an impact on yeah. our team. I mean Christensen third round pick just missed all this season. Next closest is Josh. We drafted Norman, Greg probably. Hardy in two thousand ten. Okay, Josh Norman. Oh, yeah. Then when was Josh Norman Josh drafted? Norman. I think that was eleven or twelve. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. So Norman. So Norman. So it's been it's been twelve years. Eleven. This will be the twelfth year. 
11 years since we've had a pick fourth round or later that's had an impact mm-hmm. on our team and, and, and made a change, right? Like, when I say impact starter, you re-sign. I mean, we're talking guys that went to but Pro Bowl. Yeah, like 2012. 2012. So it's been 11 okay. years. That's sad. To, that we've had in an, an, oh, shit. When's the last time a fuck second round pick? Okay, maybe Curtis Samuel, but he fucking stayed hurt every so often. Hey, I, I can't. I, he's he's a free agent. Ooh. I take him back. I take that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I take him back. I'm serious. I mean, um, we need I, mean I can't. I can't think of even a, a second rounder. That's. I mean, uh, our drafting has nothing, just been bad. But outside of first round, but we've had a couple misses. We had old. What's old buddy the DT that. Uh, get him and passed on, but he uh, took the DT instead of taking somebody else. Who's that guy? We, uh, right, after we lost the Super Bowl. Well, we could have. Oh, been, did, we Vernon could have Butler. Been, yeah, we Vernon could have been Derek Henry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vernon Butler. Yeah, Vernon Butler. I mean, it was. It's so. It's been a while since we've had like second Moten's round, third the, round picks. I mean, Moton's the only good. Moton. Okay, Moton was a solid one. I'll give you yeah. that. Moton was a like good two. Yep. Dante was a second round. Dante pick was a second, but damn, you he, can't count on him. Yeah, he he shows him. up every now and then, and then he disappears. He lets up a big play yeah. or whatever it is. So okay, a couple there, but man, it's like I said, it comes back to just we. If you can't fill in the draft, then you got to overpay in free agency. But then as you keep changing coaches and schemes, those players you take end up disappearing. Your Jeremy Chins, your whatever, mm-hmm. who had a high impact in the snow system, but then disappeared in this uh, Evero system, even though they talked about having a big play. And we talked about they should have moved him down to middle linebacker just to play there, but they didn't, you know, they didn't think that. So it's it's been tough. It's been rough. But uh, you, know what all that, you know what all of that says to me, though, is that we need to be running off the list of GM prospects. Yeah, so I was, about to, I was, I was actually about to lead to that. Yeah, I was about to go yeah, to that. Because this franchise has historically been, you know, we've succeeded with drafted players. We yeah. talked about that on here a yes. bunch. and. You know, it's it's nothing new. Unfortunately, we're not getting the free agents. We need, like, and, you know, the list of GM candidates that this January 8th article says we've already requested interviews with, they're, they're guys who I at least helped get a lot of talent. You know, yep. the, the Eagles, the Ravens, Colts. I mean, you could argue the Bucks and Raiders have a lot of talent. You know, like, these uh, assistant GMs and, you know, executives that are on this list are coming from – squads that have eyed out good talent. So no, that's and that's what I think it, it comes down to. Our two our two best years were were from homegrown players, right? You you want to use free agency to add a big guy every now and then. I, mean, I remember when they added Ken Lucas and Mike Wall and that did yeah. vault us to a NFC championship game until all of our running backs got hurt and we were using like Jamal Robertson against Seattle and we couldn't do anything all that. But you also the best way to build a team is through the draft. If you can hit on those fifth, sixth, seventh, and find some gems, third and fourth, or if you can do it the Rams way and you can trade and get proven talent, but you still got to hit on those late picks, and that's what they're yep. doing to supplement losing those first round picks. And right now we're not doing any of that. We're trading picks away, but we're not getting, we're not drafting the talent to make a difference. You know, we're trading blue chip players away and then using those picks to trade up for guys that don't play. So that's where you end up in a 2-15 and 15 season and sit here scratching your head going, what the fuck is going on? And you're paying for the Hayden Hurst and the Miles Sanders and all that stuff, and you're just like, oh, the Shy Tuttles. And, like, we're, I mean, I heard Shy Tuttles' name get called maybe three times the whole season. I mean, we, we could have just got a guy cheaper than that in free agency. I mean, it's just a weird, right. a weird off season. 
Mm-hmm. But to the, to a, the point, let's let's. Chris brought up GMs. Adam, who who are you who are you feeling the most? I mean, I, it sounds like Adam I, Peters I, is not coming here. Yeah, I, I I know Caleb got off. I think that's why Caleb got off because yeah. he's about to sign with Washington. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't really I don't have a specific name on GM just because like I'll be lying if I said I know everything yeah. about all these GMs. Yep. But I literally like like Chris was saying. I mean. Everyone on the list has qualities I like, and a mm-hmm. lot of them have connections to coaches that we're interviewing too. So yeah. as long as that GM and that coach are on the same page from day one and that coach lets the GM know what type of players he needs, that GM can scout, find out who the fuck to get. Yeah. I mean, period. That's what it is. So I'm, I'm open to all these guys. Uh, I don't ex- – and I, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like I don't expect Tepper to fully be like – I'm not involved with anything, but I just hope that these guys all come into this job, you know, with a plan that jackets on. Yeah. (laughs) So they don't get beers thrown on them. Yeah. Well, I will, on a side note to that, I don't, that might be the most favorite thing Tepper's done since he's been here for me, (laughs) especially to hear that the fan was like making fun of Marquise Haynes, like being carried off on a stretcher. I'm like, God damn, where's this fight in the fucking draft room? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. With these coaches, like, what is going on here? But anyways, uh, this so one guy has, on the list has to tell him to shut up. Yeah. Yeah, one guy on the list, it says he worked with Fitterer, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Who's that? It, it, it's a bad thing. Yeah. Which one was that? Uh, Ed Dodds. Oh, uh, I previously worked Colts. with former Panthers GM as they built a Super Bowl winner there. He was, and we interviewed him the last yeah. last time around. A lot yeah. of people like him. Uh, he's done good with the Colts. I'm fine with all of them. Like, yeah. I really am fine with every single GM candidate we're looking at. The only thing I'm every thinking year. of is, is, is we've talked t- talked about it. I'd like them to go ask around the Rams facility. Somebody over there. I mean, they. Well, we did that. We did that with Thomas Brown. They sold it. Yeah, to I, Doug. I meant more I GM. I meant more GM player personnel finding some guys in the draft because. Like you said, they've been able to some find some diamonds in the rough later rounds, and at least you know if they are trading. Jordan Rodriguez. <laughs> did you did you guys see the clip of McVeigh talking about uh, Nakua? Yeah. yeah. Before they yeah. were drafting him, yeah. like he knew what the hell he wanted. Yes, and he but, said, but it this was is the guy I want. But like, it, it was also as to Adam's point, the coach, him and Les Snead are like on the same page, right? Like he knows yeah, what doing it together. He knows what guys McVeigh's looking for, and then he probably brings it to him, and then says, "All right, McVeigh, here's some of the guys." And McVeigh starts looking at tape, right? And then it's like, "Oh, he probably knew this is the kind of guy that McVeigh would love." Go watch the tape, and then they mesh it together. Like, all right, so he's pulling because if you're picking a guy in the fifth round, let's be honest, them head coaches aren't watching 300 prospects tape. So you bring them a, a handful of here's some receivers in these rounds of guys you think of it. And that's what they go from. And so both of them together can at least see on something. And that's where it is. And I think these past couple of years, we've just been having this constant cycle of them being off balance. And maybe Fitterer was too much of a yes man. And he wanted to make this DJ Johnson trade for Evero. And it just didn't make sense because the man was already, he was already 24 years old. He wasn't that great at Oregon. Everybody said he was a fourth, fifth round talent. And we traded up when we, you know, passed up other guys who actually showed up and had, you know, this season and, and had stats other than zero that he did across the board. So 
I'm with Blurs on that. I just want them to have some synergy, know what the fuck's going on, and get some stuff done, and and have a plan. Like it seems like these past couple off seasons, last year was like, all right, let's just trade up and get a quarterback and plop him in. They thought they could do that. Obviously, they should have not done that. Sat yeah. back, and if they were going to trade up, had a contingency of how how we're going to do this if we don't have a one. I mean, I love Fitter's quote now. We intend not to pick in the top ten anymore. Well, fucking buddy, you right, won't when you don't have your fucking yeah. pick, right? Like, they, like <laughs> well, and doesn't it seem like Frank Wright was a fallback option because yes. we didn't get Ben Johnson? Yes. Yes. It's like we wanted him bad last year, yep. and he was about to get on the plane, and then he talked to Dan Campbell, yep. and he stayed in Detroit, which was the greatest decision he ever made because yeah. uh, he's in a better spot now, right? So I still don't think we're out on him, though. Yeah. I really don't. I think there's a chance. He has North Carolina ties. He liked Bryce. The coach we hire is going to like Bryce. Yes. Right? That, right. Yeah. If, if he doesn't, I think the GM will, too. Yes. GM will as well. Yes. Yeah. And and that's not to say that it's not to say that Fitter didn't like Bryce, but there's no we don't know what conversations were had between Bryce and Stroud. Hell, somebody might have wanted Levis or Richardson too. Who knows? Yeah. But with that being said, I think that because of this, which is why I'm kind of have being optimistic as Adam has spoke on, is both the GM and the coach are going to be pushing to be tied to Bryce Young. So because of that, I think they both are going to have – it's going to be a clear space, and this is just, hey, they're coming in together. And I don't even think we – I don't even know if we've had a situation where the uh, the GM and the coach have came in together or been, been brought in together, and I don't know how long. Because I don't even think – when Cam came, we still had a GM, and it wasn't – was it Herney? And then it was – then we brought in yeah, the coach. So this is the first time yeah. – that this is just like this is literally like fresh spaces. Like this is gonna be totally fresh. And well, I yeah. Think, besides, uh, '95 yeah. when Polian and fucking or who? No, yeah, I mean they, whoever was, brought yeah, in that first same, first time. But no, I, I don't just say. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a while. Then it, it has, well, it, and then yeah, like Seifert. I mean, uh, yeah, he was GM and coach. Herney was on yeah. that. We yeah. hired Herney Seifert. out of that, yeah. right? And I mean, Herney gets shit on, but God, to think we've had. Too worse because Gettleman completely ruined our team. He, yeah. he did great, and then he completely ruined the team so quickly. Like at least, like you said, Herney did hit on some late yeah. round picks. He yeah. did, and he pretty much always hit on the first round. Yeah. First round, we pick, hadn't yes. even <laughs> we hadn't even been able to do that. Yeah, Herney would, would Herney, Herney would swing big and miss like the Everett Brown trade away a first round pick for a second round pick. But yeah. it was but it was but he did that knowing okay that pick. We ended up being pretty good, and like the pick was like Luxury. eight or nine. So he never, Luxury like, pick. he never would over evaluate, like under, like over evaluate his team. Unlike what Fitter and them did this year, and it, it, and he always had homegrown talent. I mean, we're talking players, Chris Jenkins, Dan Morgan, the Steve Smiths. Like he was finding those late round picks as we've been talking about, and that's what we haven't had in forever. We haven't, and we just haven't had that in forever of, of, of finding some gems, and that's what really has your team. Elevate to the next level when you have those late round picks actually end up being not superstars but quality starters that put in good minutes and and, and help your your team manage the cap. Especially if you're thinking of a quarterback that's going to end up having to get paid here in five years, four years, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah, it's it's 
and we got to sign Derek Brown. We can't go through what we went through with Burns and yeah. Tim. I mean, he's, he's clearly a difference maker. He broke yeah. the record for defensive uh, tackle mm-hmm. tackles. Like, must sign him as soon as possible. Yeah. Don't let this don't let this snowball like we did with Burns. Well, don't I think you can't you. I think you get the option to pick up, you know, his fifth-year option this offseason, right? Like, that's yeah. the first step. And he's still got another year, and then that's this next season. I mean, I guess I'm not sure the whole first round when you can negotiate to re-up them or not is the first round I think pick. you can. I mean, I think you can right off the rip. Like, no, I, I think you got to wait, like, at least three. So maybe after this year you could, but I don't. I wonder mm-hmm. what the – I'm not sure that because it's something – that's why they wanted that little option thing of when you can – I think once you pick up that fifth-year option, then you can start negotiating. Yeah. So maybe this offseason yeah. they could, yeah. Well, they've been, and, and I think like they try to they try to get you the yeah yeah to add a point. I think they try to have you negotiate it before you get to the fifth year. Yes, yeah, and that's well, that's what we did, yeah. and we got to Burns' fifth year, right? Like this was mm-hmm. his fifth year. Yeah. Now it's either franchise tag, which I think they're going to have to franchise tag and then trade, because I don't yeah, think yeah. you want to just let him walk. I mean, I guess if you let him walk, you could get a compensatory pick, but that means you have to sign nobody in free agency. So well, I think and that's it, only a third. Yeah, like, exactly. Worth way more than that. Exactly. So that'd I think I think you I think the focus would be, all right, let's <clears throat> franchise tag Burns. Hopefully we can re-sign Luvu because that's another cornerstone, and then work on it. And then if you get into the draft, start putting feelers out there. Of, all right, who wants mm-hmm. it? Like, yeah, you know, because Burns is eventually going to re-sign it. And if you do re-sign him, we've talked about it. I'm cool with that. It is what it is. He's a homegrown talent. We've just saw so many of those guys. Get traded and do better. If it happens, yeah. but you hopefully if we what return you get, it's something to at least make you feel good about it, and it's not wasted on like oh okay, you know a third round pick trade up for a guy we don't play or whatever it is. So yeah, to be determined, I guess. It sh- I mean it's definitely going to be an interesting off season. That's that's for sure. It's gonna I it's we haven't had one of these, and like Duval said, a long time co- new coach, new new GM, new coach, new everything. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. Anybody okay. got any other uh, any other thoughts they need to get off their chest? I mean, I I think I've said everything, so I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm pretty clear there. Yeah, Chris, we'll let you get your a couple minutes of uh, Eagles Eagleisms out. We're in the Super Bowl, man. Oh, okay, there you go. All right, all right. We're in the fucking Super Bowl. Okay. That's now, <laughs> <laughs> no, best. I was honestly thinking, like, what am I even going to say about what I hope to get out of this postseason for the birds? And it's really, man, if you just if you get beat by Tampa, it's it's even more historically bad than it already has been. But if you can just get by Tampa and potentially see Dallas in the second round, and you, those are always close games. Um, seldom are NFC East games blowouts, but you never know. But, um, you know, we have a chance against Dallas, and then I think we just get waxed by San Francisco if we get to that point. But, you know, um, I don't know. Does Jalen Hurts have five fingers on that one hand? You know, does A.J. Brown want to play for us anymore? Um, Can we even, like, breathe on a quarterback right now because we went from setting a record for sacks to like almost like cut it in half this season um you know the other big 
talking point is, you know, Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, are we even going to have them? You know, this could be their last run. We could be an entirely new team next year, even, you know, having such success these past two, two seasons. So, um, mm-hmm. a lot to talk about. Our cornerbacks and safeties are weak. Um, that's why teams are just Sam Howell put like 397 yards on us. It's, it, there's not a lot of nice things to say right now. We got the tush push. Just get us to the one, baby. Just get us to the one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, did he dislocate that finger getting stomped on in a tush push? Like, uh, you never know. But, yeah, I wanted to come in hot with the Super Bowl take, but that's not realistic. So. Hey, all it takes is one win, though, you know, to yeah. get on a run. I mean, yeah. it's not like y'all don't have the talent, but, yeah. Right, I mean, right. Any given Sunday. It is. Yeah, I mean, it is Sunday. pretty crazy. Like, Hertz was, like, the MVP favorite for, like, 11 weeks of the season, then everything just seemed to just crash out of nowhere. Well, it's it. funny, too, talking about, like, I saw, I think it was Adam Farone, Roan from Barstool, saying, imagine if they flipped it. Because y'all started 10-1 and one and then finished, like, 1-5 and five or whatever it was. If you flip it and you start one and five and then finish ten and one, everyone's like, "Yo, this team's the hot team!" Like it is crazy. The NFL is so week to week. It is any given Sunday. I mean, how close of a minimum margin for some of these victories can be? A, a field goal miss here, a, a, a drop pass, a punt, a interception, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, y'all, you definitely just can turn it around. You've got the talent, but and and the the Bucks to me, Baker's kind of hurt. He gave yeah. us four picks. We just didn't catch any of them. So, like, Baker, to me, has not shown – like, he had his one game in Cleveland where he beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs, what, like, four years ago. But other than that, like, he doesn't scare me. His ankle's jacked up. His ribs are jacked up. He can't throw the ball that deep. Every time he throws it, he looks like he's in pain. So, you've got a chance. You just got to, you know, let him make the mistakes. And if you pick Mm -hmm. those off – you can take some to the house. We had a Deion Jones one taken to, could have been taken to the house on the fourth play of the game. J.C. Horn had two drops on that one. I mean, they were there. It's just you got to make the plays, and that's with every game. So Baker will give yeah. them to you. You just got to yeah. capitalize. I, and I, with, with, even with those picks that weren't made, we still should have won the yes. game. Yes, like, yes. We should have won that game. We had two touchdowns all- wiped out. Yeah, we would have won. Yes. That's, it's crazy. Should have been 14, I, 14 y'all goose. Y'all got a chance. Yeah. 17, yeah, every, 17, 9, whatever it was, we we left 17 points on the field there. So People people always talk about, like, the 2011 Giants and, like, how you just got to get in, right? But, yeah, like, yep. when's mm-hmm. the last time a team lost five of six or six of seven, I think it was, and then made a run in the playoffs? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. When you're no, high. You're right. Matters, man. No, no, finishing, yeah, and that's why I even think, though, you and the Bucks are coming in a great, like, they lost the week before us to the Saints, right? And then we, they only beat us 9-0. So it's it's kind of a, I'm really interested in that Monday night game because y'all are kind of, you know, where there's there's smoke, there's fire, and the Bucks are kind of just kind of hanging on. Like, they seem depleted and tired just trying to get to those nine wins or whatever they had. So, it will really, really be interesting. Y'all, y'all have more talent on there. Who's just going to make the plays? So, and, and, it's I mean, on Peacock. It's on Peacock, so I'm not going to watch it. No, I'm kidding. The no, Saturday that, night game. Yeah, is on the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs game's on Peacock. Yeah, that's a. I won't be watching that one either. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, but isn't it you can download the app and watch it without paying for a subscription? I think. Oh, really? All right. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Look into that. Where you find that? Yeah. You can download Peacock and watch yeah. like three episodes of The Office, and then all the rest are locked. Okay. So I think because it'd be stupid of them to like to me their point of doing it is you download the app you watch it and then you see everything else on the app yeah and then be like oh i'll pay six bucks a month for that yeah like if yeah. It, it, i might be wrong though but okay I swear, i'll, I'll I let think, you know we'll yeah, I'll definitely give it a try on saturday i mean yeah that'll be interesting if not then i'll just be following it on twitter but no worries right so <laughs> what a great place but yeah we'll also kind of talk about like how teams are hot look at the bills dude they yeah were, they were out of the playoffs, like 10th seed. Like, yep. oh, they got a murderer's row schedule. Uh, they're going to have to win out. And look at what they've done since. Yep. And now, I mean, they could easily be the favorite in the AFC, right? Like, and especially with the one seeds, you know, one seeds, they take off two weeks, sit their players, didn't have the bye. We've seen that bite paid Manning in the ass. Yep. You know what I mean? So, AFC is up for grabs. I think NFC, San Fran, I mean, clear uh, – Clear cut there. I, I, I am pumped for that Detroit game. Yeah, the Detroit game. I, I do think the Rams could play San Francisco the toughest because they are in the division. Yeah. They know so, all they of have. it. And then Rams still got some dogs. And what's yeah, the, the, big the biggest weakness to me on that Niners team is their DBs. And if Nakua and Cup are out there crossing everybody up, it could be a shootout. And I don't know if Purdy's ready for a shootout. Him getting the ball to all those playmakers, maybe. But I mean. Purdy kind of showed a little bit of a, a chink in his, his Achilles heel against the Ravens. Now, the Ravens are fucking really good. And not like yeah. the Ravens and the Browns have really good defense. Those are the last two teams he lost to. But, I mean, it, it, it would not surprise me to see the Niners get upset. But I'm also expecting them to go to the Super Bowl as well. So, it'll be interesting to see how that NFC does shake out. But they got the Rams got to get past the Lions. I think Laporta being out for the Lions is huge. Because... Yeah. It's they they've kind of they've kind of limped their way down here. Even though they've won what eleven games, I with golf, I don't know. I can't put my full trust in him. And now he doesn't have a security blanket, kind of an X factor because not a lot of linebackers can line up with Laporta. So we'll see. Well, and, and how apropos would it be for Stafford to finally win a game, a playoff game in Detroit? Right. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, they're gonna get what they ask for. Absolutely. Like three years too late. Yeah. That's true. That's right. That's right. And actually, it'll be it'll be great if Stafford can beat the Lions and Alex Cadet can can complain something because now he's a Michigan fan and he kills on everybody for being Tar Heel fans or fans of schools you didn't go to, but he didn't go to Michigan, but he can be a Michigan fan, but no one else can cheer for fucking colleges they didn't go to. I don't know. It doesn't make fucking sense to me, I but it makes sense to him. I don't know. So it'll be great. Yeah, Stafford can fucking beat the Detroit Lions in Detroit. I didn't even think about that, Adam. That that's That would be fantastic. Well, and it's a, it is a revenge game for golf, too, yeah. right? So, I mean, that, Damn, that's yeah. probably my most – like that's the game I'm most excited to watch. Yeah, game. I agree. I can agree with that. I, I, Are we all cheeseheads this weekend, though? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Cowboys. Anytime Dallas, the Cowboys right? can lose, yes. Anti. Yeah. yeah. Duvall's beanie looks. Yeah, Duvall. Are you a like Cowboys Dallas. fan? Oh, Carolina. Okay. Y'all know. Y'all know. Good game. Will. I know, but but shit. What? Why is that Carolina beanie got stars on it, Duvall? Yeah. Don't don't be disrespectful. Duvall's about to go Cat Williams on us. Yeah. Disrespectful. Let me switch it around. Yo, yo. The nerve of y'all. 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if it was, it was one of those, like, like they accidentally printed the stars. It's like a cowboy hat, but it says Carolina on it instead of Cowboys oh, or something. No, no, oh, oh. So I got, you got, when I get this off the side of the street? That's yeah, that's right. You got one from one of them vendors. You went from yeah, Uptown, yeah, one of them yeah, vendors in oh, Uptown. Yeah. You got me one bootleg. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> the, no, the bootleg. No. Yeah. We used to get some of those at Pro Image. You're like, oh, that's the wrong print. Got to send them back, man. So I didn't know. Oh, oh, the one Pro Image specials you had to send back. I would make them correctly. I will say though, Flacco going into Houston just because he's almost fifty years fucking old, still slinging around after Cleveland gave up all those assets for Deshaun Watson, and that's like, oh no, all you needed was an old quarterback just to sling the rock. That's a pretty cool story, (laughs) and and on top of the Jets had Flacco and had a chance to bring him back, but they chose Zach Wilson and Simeon and all that crap. So. I, I, that one to me, it does hurt. CNC. I was hoping Indianapolis would win just so I'd have to hear about how great CJ Stroud's been because he's been so good. And it's just me being a sourpuss. It's nothing against CJ Stroud. Good for him. I still think you know, as I said earlier, he wouldn't have done as good here. He may have done a couple other things, but I mean, Bryce was getting killed. CJ Stroud would have got killed. We don't have the playmakers, so it does kind of suck to always have that. Like, damn, they turned it around. But again, it brings back right situation, right coaches. Right mindset, knowing what to do. Right everything, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, everything so, happens for a reason. And, so, and I mean, I mean, Stroud, Stroud could have this monumental year, and then crap to bed the next yes. six years, and you know, so you you never know. Like so, you know, I just hope he has the best, and and I'm still confident that that Bryce is going to be good too. He's and, taking his lumps now. You never know. Stroud might take his lumps for the next. And I'll, years, and I'll tell you, I, I love Bryce's throughout the season. You could tell he was just beat up, and I love his "be where your feet are." You know, they'd always try to yeah. try to mm-hmm. try to trip him up. On well, Stroud's doing this, and he's always like, "Look, man, I, that's great. He's my homeboy." But he never it never seemed like, and I'm sure it's bugging him a little bit. But I liked his maturisms and hey, I'm just trying to be where I'm at, and I'm running my own race. Yep. And that's kind of with all of us can look at that in life, and we all fall in those potholes or pit hole pitfalls of trying to compare ourselves to other people. And if you don't, you know, comparison is a thief of joy, right? Like, if you try to compare to everybody, somebody's always better than you if you don't yeah. look at what you got. So I do like that. We I can see why everybody loved Bryce Young, right? Like, you can mm-hmm. forget about his size because once you see him talk and how he handles himself and controls himself yeah. and majors and all his former players and coaches loved him. So yeah. at least we've got somebody that people will rally around. I just hope we can do right by him. The coach and GM can – the next coach and GM can do right by him. Well, I'm thinking the biggest knock on him coming in. What was it? His size. He's yeah. going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, I doubt he gets hit the rest of his career as much as he yeah. did this season. Yeah. And he, the only time he got hurt was when he sprained his ankle in the second week of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, I think at least he proved the naysayers wrong on at least that, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. all it takes is one hit in the NFL yeah. to be serious injury. But I think it's safe to say his size, at least from a – physicality standpoint was not a factor he's smart enough to know how to get hit and that's encouraging Mm -hmm. because if you would have told me how many sacks he took in our record i would have said oh he had a bad injury yeah he broke he broke uh steve burlon's record panthers record sacks in the season i think he broke it or tied it he luckily he didn't get the uh david carr's record for the texans so that was good david carr's got like Two of the top like four of all time. Yeah. So <laughs> that we can't David Carr, uh, Bryce Young. No. That's no, no. So, that's, like, so he didn't get there, but I, no. And he's only now being you know in the NFL weight room. He should get 
bigger yeah. in essence. You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh, now yeah. he can and being just getting older, we all know you you gain a little lbs just naturally, but now he can solely focus on that yeah. and he should be able to, you know, not toughen up, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like he he's not going to be as small as he was at 2021. 20, so it can only in theory go up from here. I just again, just got to surround him with the right right everything and get this get whatever we just had this stank off of him, so. Right? Really? But, all right. Uh, other than that, uh, what what is what is everybody's picks this weekend? And then we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, uh, I think uh, KC beats Miami. I okay. think the Bills beat Pittsburgh. Yep. I think the Browns beat Houston. Okay. Yeah. I think the Eagles beat Tampa. Bills. I think. I think. Uh, I think. I, I think the Cowboys beat them. Mm, I, I do too. But uh, I would love that not to happen. And I think the Rams beat Detroit. Okay. That's my. I idea. think I think the Rams get De- Detroit too. So, yep. I yep. Mean, I, I'll I, be on I, that. I'm, I'm about with that. I think the Rams get Detroit too. All right. Somebody take that ticket. Everybody throw in fifteen I'm, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the only one not on that. I'm, no. I'm, I'm oh, you got Detroit. Yeah, I got Detroit, man. Okay. That's okay. fair. I mean, yeah. they, they were good. They the whole field. Field. I, mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the wild thing is, like, Stafford knows that home, right? Like, yeah. like that's the yeah. that's the that's the trick element here. Is like, it's not like it's a quarterback who's never been there, and I know it's been forever. Like, I think they were last in the playoffs in like what 2015 or 2014. So Stafford, and they lost, I think, to the Saints or something. But and I know they haven't won a playoff game in God knows how long, but. It's not like Stafford should be not knowing what to enter into Ford Field. So, or well, and no yeah. weather, you know, yeah, no yeah. weather. Like they ought to pretend that. like they don't even know who he is. They ought to just oh, they don't love that. They love that motherfucker. All the Lions yeah. fans cheered for him to win the Super Bowl, and now they're back to being Lions fans. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, ever. but they better boo the shit <laughs> out of him. Craziest fucking thing boo ever, the man. Shit out of him. Yeah, man, they boo yeah. him. He's dropping four yeah. times. Yes. <laughs> Shout I'm out telling to you, Alice Cadet because he's got he's got like one foot in, one foot out. Alice Cadet does always. He's a he's a Stafford fan, so it's yeah, like okay. Well, I did yeah. see him say, "Oh, we sacrificed the Pistons." When was that, Mofo? A Pistons? That's what's he. That's what I'm saying. He pulled he, he pulled everything out. Like I, you you <laughs> swore he actually lived in Detroit for 15 years of his life. It's just like his third cousin, eighth <laughs> removed, who played for the Lions back in 1993 or something. So, I mean, he's he a Hoosiers fan too. He's a, he had a Hoosiers fan too. He he's had to suffer a long time. I, I wouldn't mind if he has to suffer a little longer. Agreed, hundred yeah. percent. We we might be we might be catching up to those years without the playoffs. Yeah, so, no, so I agree. I it's it, it, what goes around comes around. But to, I'm, I'm to, my damn Twitter to be to to live in Charlotte and, and be so hot and bothered when we have success. And to constantly, I told him when he came over to my house a couple months ago, I'm like, why are you always killing on us? You live here, man. And then he, what got me was he, he dropped the, they, when Stroud won, he dropped the dang. They passed over him for that midget quarterback. And I'm like, man. So I had to send him that beat down loss when he lost bro. 75-0 on NFL Blitz to my buddy Travis over here at the drive just because. <laughs> but it's just, yeah. So anytime he can, but I mean, he'll spin zone it. He'll spin zone it if they lose about all oh, and that. Then he'll be cheering for Stafford to win another bowl. And it'll be like he yep. won a Super Bowl. I mean, he has a Super Bowl champion's hat, I think, from the Rams. How can you, I don't know how you can have that if you if you're a diehard Lions fan. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But I like those picks. 
All right. We're at an hour and a half. Last thing I got, I've got a pick them top ten. Logan's in first. All favorites second. Brittany's third. Tyler Kaylee's fourth. Speaking of Alex, he's fifth. He did fumble the bag, though. When he went to vacation, he missed the first 1 o'clock game, so he ain't going to win now. Greg Kaylee's sixth. Danielle's seventh. Jeeves eighth. Crash is ninth. And Rob Wright is tenth. And then on top of that, Survivor is back uh, February 28th. And congrats to yeah, Chris. We Look. just did one. We yeah. just did one. Hey, we're Jeez. back. Chris Chris has got the trophy now. Where, Chris, do you have a – can we get a visual of it? Or are you not in the right room? Nah, it's in the other room. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Lurs is a previous winner though. as well. So, two previous winners of the Survivor. It'll be Man, back. Go ahead. The only thing I can win is a damn Survivor trophy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I got I got UConn, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it'll be back season forty six. So picks yeah. will be in. That'll be the week we're uh, heading up to Cheeks for his wedding. So we'll probably have to be watching that from a hotel room or something along the ways. But get your picks in, all that good stuff. We'll do a we'll probably do a Survivor Pod that Monday, hopefully. But all right, anybody final thoughts, final words? I'm sure we'll dive back into this. Whenever the Panthers make their hires, GM, coach, we'll do another one of these, see what we're talking about, maybe get one in before the Super Bowl, make some Super Bowl picks, something like that, or at least post-Super Bowl. So, I don't know. When do you, I guess, when do you think these hires get made, Lurs? Who knows, you know? Yeah. I mean, half these guys are in the playoffs right now. Yeah. So, I mean, probably, probably a month. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right? Maybe yeah. more. Like Valentine's Day or like a week after the Super Bowl, I guess, depends. So It's like, because we'll see, like, variable, variable get hired by someone. Yeah. Right? And yeah. if Belichick leaves, he'll get hired by someone. Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, like, if we went with Callahan from Cincy, you could get we could him, go yeah. him now. Uh, and then if Detroit yeah, loses I mean, this weekend, then, yeah, you, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? It yeah. could go. It could go quicker than a month. Yeah. So we'll see. It just it just depends on what the availability is of the GMs and coaches, just yeah. because yeah. of the playoffs. So like, if some are able to fall, and then they're like, okay, well, you know what? They'll be cutting interviews for certain people just because they don't need to, because they might have already found who they want. You know. So it'll just, you know, yeah. we'll see. I, I I know some things will happen over the next month, kind of yeah. as you all said. Well, you kind of got to get ready. I think the. The week after the or week or two after the Super Bowl is the Senior Bowl, so you got to at least have your staff or at least a GM to go down and, and watch those practices by then. So that's like February, I think thirteenth. Maybe it's the week after the Super Bowl. So, but then and then you've got two weeks after that is the combine. Yeah, so you got to have it. You got to yeah. have it by yeah, no gotta, yeah. no more than I mean the very least the combine. You got about right? a month. Yeah, you got about, about a, month. a month from now. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the Super Bowl is on what? It's like February eighth, ninth, and we're at. January 9th, so. Yep. All right. Uh, appreciate it, fellas. Uh, Mike, since it's been so long, how do we end the pod? Peace.